When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Are you ready? Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Audrey is back in studio. Hope you had a uh, wonderful time on your trip. I did. Uh, you came back with some surprises. No gifts. What? Some surprises nonetheless. I give you the gift of my presence. Oh, really? That's my a... presence is a present. Is it? Is there a gift receipt? Dave and Mahoney. I just had a oh, yeah. air fryer delivered yeah, yeah. to my house you last did? night. <laughs> nice. Dude, it is a game I got a dual yeah. air fryer. A dual, dual air fryer. I got a dual. <laughs> dual <laughs> what are you going to put on the other side? Just more chicken tenders? Probably. <laughs> Mahoney. My neck is very long. It's like a foot long sub. That's what my favorite feature about you. You're, <laughs> it's, it's you're a, a little show neck. giraffe. If, so, you, if, you, if you walk over and just gently push Audrey's head, she'll turn into one of those big blow up guys at a car dealership. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which three words best describe your personality? Fun, flirty, sleepy. Hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> Dave? Short attention span. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Audrey? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. Nobody likes a surprise in the toilet. Oh. Out of all the places that you could be surprised, I mean, toilet's got to be the least. It's got to be top five. Do you you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night with the lights on or off? Uh, uh, very low. Like there's all uh, there's like a secondary light in my bathroom that's got like a little dimmer on it, and I'll just like turn oh, that on. Oh, you fancy, Mister Dimmer in the bathroom. I didn't put it in. It was just there when I bought the place. But I love it because I'm with you. Like you can't go full lights. You can't. In the of the night. Then you'll wake up. I know, and you hate that. So that's how you get your bathroom surprise. I'm sure this person did not turn the lights. They didn't on. turn the lights on, and a guy in Florida found a gigantic iguana in his toilet bowl. Do iguanas bite? Uh, yeah, they certainly can. They got teeth? I mean, little teeth, but still, not the sort of teeth. Well, you don't really I mean, want, you any don't want teeth anything biting down on there. certain areas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, it just seems like kind of an unfair thing, right? Because, you know, like, snakes eat eggs and stuff. And if you were to, like, dangle your junk right over a snake, it would just probably be like, hmm, what a nice treat this He's is. Dangling some eggs. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. So the iguana. Vanished back down the toilet drain before the trappers arrived, which doesn't give you a whole lot of comfort if you live in that house. No kidding. It's just in your pipes. Also, how big is the iguana to where it's able to go in and out of your the hole in your toilet bowl? The guy took a picture of it. It's a pretty big iguana, all things considered. So how's Mahoney always clogging toilets? If an iguana can fit down there, iguana. what is he doing, what dude? What are you eating, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Some... <laughs> Some, uh, some good news today as well. And it's only good news because I'm a big fan of, like, not rushing this. So the California DMV has suspended the driverless robo-taxis from Cruz after one of them ran over a pedestrian, just ran over a lady in the street. I think driverless cars are definitely going to be the way of the future. For sure. You've ridden in one, Audrey. You've done I one of the, love it. Yeah, and, and you don't... You don't really love the idea of having to, like, have forced conversation with some Uber driver anyhow, which I totally get. Sure, because they always want to talk real estate. Yeah, always a little hustle. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah. they always want to talk real estate Here's every time. Card. Or politics. I'm, like, always shocked. I'm like, really? Like, let's just not. Just turn on some music and yes. let's just go. Let me be. Uh, but, like, driverless 
cars are a thing and they're picking up in different cities around the country. Well, at least for the time being, because you can't be out here running over people. Uh, the DMV in California said, um, let's just go ahead and pause this right now until you all figure out how to not run over pedestrians. Uh, there's probably just a lot of people who are probably jumping out in front of them, too, to be honest. Thank you guys again for joining us today. Let's get things going. Dave Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, do you really think that you guys are as cool or special as you think you are? The, the answer is no. Message deleted. Correct. We yeah. um, lean into it because we find it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, do you want to hear me cry? <laughs> because imposter syndrome is real, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Mahoney, if he were here this morning, he would say he thinks he's the best and he's number one. And that's how you get through life with confidence. Or just hang out with somebody with that type of confidence. You yeah. know, like you don't, you don't have to feel like you're the best. You're like, I'd eh, probably like the maybe like top eight. I don't know. We'll see. But then you just hang out with Mahoney, and all of a sudden, you just feel like, you know, you're top of the world. I feel like I want to have a maybe a percent of some of the confidence that I see these TikTokers with. Like, people who are just, like, so confident that they can film themselves in public and have no sense of cringe. And then they become millionaires. I'm like, what in the world? Are you kidding me? See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, thank God I'm not like that. You're so annoying dancing in public while you're on a subway. Stop it. You think that, uh, see, that doesn't bother me. Not anymore. If you're in my, if you're being mean and if you're being nasty, obviously everything has intent, right? I don't like the pranks. I don't like when people are going out of their way to do, like, that that uh, homeless porn or whatever when they're like waving money in, in front of a homeless person's Wait, face. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I it's, 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 it's called poverty porn where poverty basically you're porn. like, hey, look at me. I can give you 20 bucks or 100 bucks. Now tell me how awesome I am. Like those people that go around and like- And then they make more the money people. off of the clicks yeah. while the, you know, the poor people remain poor. I had no idea poor. this is a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that's the stuff that makes me cringe now. Not somebody who's like having fun and dancing. Mm, both for me. Pretty cringy. <laughs> You're such a get-off-my-lawn guy these no, days, put, Dave. Put your, put your ass and your $100 bill away. It's not that impressive. <laughs> yeah. Is there a self-help book that has no, notably impacted any of your perspective? Message deleted. Have you guys ever read the How to Win Friends and Influence People by I, Dale Carnegie? It's in my no. list, but no, I haven't read I'm it. I'm not even familiar with that, actually. It's a fantastic book. It was I'd written back in the, I don't know, what, 40s or something like that. Really? Um, okay. But yeah, it's, just a, it's an interesting book on like the psychology of dealing with people. And it's not about manipulating people or anything like that. It's just about understanding what's important to other people and how people will say that you are an excellent conversationalist. Like, you are great at talking when really all you do is listen. Because it has very little to do Interesting. With, with what you're actually saying. It's how you're making a person I, I'm feel. I'm going to have to add this to my queue. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty it's good. in my queue. It's been there for a minute. There's a book called The uh, <laughs> Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Yeah. You that one? That yeah. one actually did resonate with me. Um, I read another one called 10% Happier, if you're familiar with that. No, I haven't heard of that uh, one. I want my money back. I was only like 3% happier. Please leave a message. Dave, you're not going to ask me? Oh, you have? A, she yes. Pulled, hold on. Oh, my God. What, what an absolute oversight. No, I want you I to apologize. see. She's pulling up her list. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not a list. I want to make sure that I'm pulling it up on the right app. Uh, no, it's called Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> By Dave Farah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't need to read that book. Can I tell I you, it. I legit read that after I got divorced. <laughs> really? I swear to God, it was recommended for me. Talk and about it's basically just insight. like, well, it's just basically about being like 
how women are always trying to be people pleasers and just to like stop doing that for like a little bit. <laughs> and be- it, but but the, the title of the book makes me laugh so hard. Women love bitches. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okie dokie. Would you recommend it though? <laughs> um, I actually would if you think that you are somebody who's always the type of person to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Even though you're not saying sorry, you're just saying sorry all the time. Or mm. like if you're constantly doing things for others and not serving yourself at all, if maybe even like... Three percent of the time, yeah, it's it's a good book, but I mean, it's one of those things where you take bits and pieces of it to make it work for your life. Don't like take the whole thing. Don't take it as gospel. Yeah, like don't like don't all of a sudden become like a raving bitch. You know, I just thought that the book was titled by a man, <laughs> even though it's written, oh, it's not even by, written by a woman. But it's I was just like, woman, oh. yeah, it's written by a woman. But the title just feels very like what, like what? Yeah, bitches. Like yeah, what like is some, that? Like some dude named Tyler came up with the title. <laughs> yeah, like, Tyler. did she like did she did she go into like a, a like a workroom like with a bunch of dudes and was like, hey, if I was gonna title this book what would be the one that would work white man love bitches <laughs> yeah for sure so i have a theory that the myth of ghosts all started when children could overhear their parents having sex oh god oh. and they needed an excuse for well whatever it was message deleted <laughs> i mean that's that's possible a fairly brilliant theory and here awful, and then awful the chains theory. too <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what is money into this is dave Mahoney. You know, Audrey, I've got to give you a shout out because uh, you and people like my wife, they just spend a lot of time doing things that I would never have the patience to do. And you were working on it yesterday, right? With the engagement announcements that you were sending out? Yes. So let me ask you, because I don't understand etiquette. Um, when I receive an engagement announcement from you, assuming that I've made the list, and I'm assuming that because you texted me from my home address the yep. other day, um, what do I do? do? Do I owe you a gift at this point, or does no. that come later? No, you don't ever have to owe me a gift. No, I don't? No. Chris, write that down. Okay. No uh, gifts? I have no. this documented on this exact Verbal day contracts. at this exact time. That's right. You do not. I thought we had a no gift rule on the show anyway. Yeah, it's different when there's like a nuptials involved, I think. I mean, if you want to give me a gift. See, no, I'm just how- kidding. There's no gifts involved. So but- what's the, you just use like send the stuff out to like... Just to let people know, or is it like a yeah. second, like hang the it's picture up if they want it's to. It's more and stuff. kind of like vi- the way that I'm viewing it because we're not doing a wedding. We're going to go kiss at a courthouse, mm-hmm. so we're not doing like a hey, everybody, let's get together sort of situation. So this is just more. Think of it like what you get during the holidays. Like and you yeah. put it up on your fridge. So yeah, it's a postcard. It's like it's like it's a, a keepsake. Postcard. It's a keepsake, keepsake sort of thing. Sort of thing. Like, hey, this happened. It was a really exciting time in our life, and I would like to everybody in our family to know and have this photo and be excited with us. So, so you're not going to be doing a wedding, um, like a formal wedding, which I totally get because that's just a lot of money. And if there's if one person's not like so all about it, then why do it? I get it. Yeah. Um, but I have one request since we can't actually be there for it. When you do the kiss at the courthouse. Could you just take it a little bit too far in front of whoever the officiant is to see how uncomfortable you can make them? Oh, for sure. Yeah, just like... I'm all game like for that. Like fish yeah. kiss? Yeah, <laughs> for, for like 20 seconds. Look each other's faces while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be going full feral. <laughs> Start barking. They'll be like, what the hell is this girl on? I'm like, just like, high on love. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, I appreciate you coming in today, but yeah. uh, you're married. We're going to actually, <laughs> since you're already here, we're just, we're just going to take you straight to jail. <laughs> you're already at the courthouse. It's going to work out great. Rushed you. But yeah, you know, I think what you were getting to is that your wife and women in general have a lot of patience. And my fiance, while I was asking for 
everything that I needed in order to make these engagement um, cards because it's the envelopes, right? It's the, I need addresses. I need first and last names of people. Are they married? Are they not married? Do they just live with each other? Like I needed all of that information and now I have it so I don't have to ask again. But that whole process was just so infuriating for him because all he had to do, you know, was just send a text. And that was just a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of work. But I'm sitting there writing everything by hand, which a lot of people, they don't do that. Uh, They'll just, you know, take... Hold up that second. How many? How many are there there? Because that looks like you got. Um, I still have some more that I need to do, oh, you but do. this is this is uh, just under fifty. You a, have a fam- fifty family members and friends. Really? Yeah. yeah. Chris, do you have fifty family members or friends that you'd want to send an announcement to? I don't have fifty family and friends. Period. I know that feels like <laughs> a lot. Well, I mean, that was a lot for me too because I don't know if I've ever written th- that much in a really long time. Did it hurt your hand? It did. I, feel like I had to do it hand. in two days because you know, I, I started getting a little callous. And little the serious, licking yeah. of the envelopes, man! Yeah. Like, what in the world? We haven't come up with a better alternative. They have like, self-adhesive yeah. envelopes, and they have the kind the, where these you, didn't come like that. I had a lick, and you've I was never like, seen like the uh, the little sponge. You get like a little sponge, and you just. Right in the envelope. Is that, is that what your wife has? Does she have the sponge, or are we all still licking in 2023? Nah, man, well, she I a freak like that. I haven't seen uh, that. It tastes so bad. It she tastes, be licking that envelope. Okay, I get you're trying to be sexy. It does not taste good. She can lick, and I was licking too, and the entire time I'm like, oh. Doesn't taste good, but sometimes you gotta oh, do it, man. Oh, <laughs> you gotta do it. This is Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? Bad? Bad. It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. James is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How you doing, James? Good. How are you? Excellent. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Now, these are all big popular songs, so hopefully you'll be able to figure them out. But they're kind of all over the place. I mean, we have some that have 30,000 views today. We have one that has a million views. We have one that has 48 views. So good luck to you. You got a lifeline in Audrey if you need it. But the first one here, 30 seconds on the, lo- on the clock. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. And again, best of luck. When you make love and you look in the mirror does it look like me? Do you tell lies and say that it's forever? Do you think twice or just touch and see? Ooh, babe. What? Interesting, yeah. Uh, that, what? One, that one has 6,200 views, which is a little surprising considering that was so... So bad. Uh, James, over to you. Do you know it? I know it's a Def Leppard tune. Mm-hmm. Audrey, you know the name of the title? No. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know if you'd want to use her for a half point anyhow, so do you want to just take a guess uh, at Love it? Bites? Love Bites? Love Bites, yeah. Love Bites? Absolutely, okay. man. Well done. You got there by talking it through. So full point on that one. Here we go on number two. This one, even more popular, 30,000 views on this. Wow. Yeah, the first 20 seconds were better. Holy uh, moly, just yeah. screaming. James, over to you. I didn't have it till the end. I think it's Queen. Another one bites the dust. Yes, sir. Hold on. Okay. 
Two for two. Lifeline still intact. The the next one here, just cautioning you, uh, is the least popular one of the morning. Only 48 views on this one from Joyce the Voice. Childhood living is easy to do. The things that you wanted, I bought them for you. Stop it right there. Oh, I'm so, no. Sounds like wild horses. It does. Stones. Is that it? That is it. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Very nice. So, James, three for three. If you get this next one correct or any single one out of the next two, you're going to win or you can get a half point on the next two each in order to take it down. This next one has got one million views. And if you're not familiar with this artist, his name is Puddles Pity Party, and he's a dude that is, like, almost seven feet tall. Whoa, too he tall. He dresses like a clown, like a literal clown Hate from that. the circus. Hate that. And he sings like the Dickens. Do your demons, do they ever let you go? When you've tried, do they hide deep inside? Is it someone that you know? Just a picture. You're an image caught in time. We rely, you and I. And I have to stop it right there, unfortunately. I couldn't focus on the song, Dave, because I was imagining a, a seven clown. foot clown. Yeah. <laughs> For the win, James. That's a Dio song. Mm hmm. Rainbows, rainbows, or something. Rainbow. In the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Dio also had Holy Diver. That's what I would have guessed if it was the one Dio song. Okay, all right. Dave. Dave and Ed Mahoney. So I don't love to victim blame. Audrey does. So this will be a little interesting. Depends. Yeah. Depends. Okay, well, let me let me tell you this story and see whether or not you think that this individual is to blame or not. I feel like not. I'm getting set up. He is an 82-year-old man in South Korea. Okay. He suffered a heart attack. Okay. After choking on a piece of food that he was eating. Uh, well, this sounds normal. I mean, not normal. This is unfortunate. But, I mean, feels like this isn't a irregular story for me to victim shame. Um, so, the reason why this is interesting is because he was eating live octopus, which I guess is a local delicacy. Ah. Consisting of freshly severed, still wriggling tentacles. Yep. That's his fault. What are you doing swallowing live octopus tentacles? Of course they're going to choke you. They're alive. What else did you expect? Dude, like, I am a calamari fan. It doesn't have to be, like, super deep fried. Like, I like, you know, octopus, all of that stuff. I like oysters. There's plenty of things that I'll eat. The tentacles still wriggling is a step too far. That is so inhumane. Like, what in the world? I mean, octopus are some of the most intelligent creatures. We have seen their capabilities. How are you just going to do that? I did. That actually is infuriating. That's infuriating. Wait, so you're mad because he's eating the octopus now? That's alive? Well, I mean, it's, it's it's I mean, the tentacle's still alive when he eats it. Okay, frame this in any other thing. It's so funny to me because like because they can't talk and because we don't have them as pets, we're just like, meh, whatever. If you were just to eat an alive I don't know, cow, <laughs> like what in the world? Like that is so that's so bizarre to me and not a fan. 
So I guess there's been multiple cases over the years of diners choking or asphyxiating on the live octopus, leading to fatalities in some instances. Then stop doing it. And in one well-known case, dubbed the octopus murder involving a South Korean man initially sentenced to life imprisonment in 2012 for allegedly killing his girlfriend and claiming that it was a live octopus accident. He was later acquitted by the Supreme Court over in uh, South Korea in 2013 because there wasn't enough evidence. But the fact that they're, like, using the live octopus tentacles as a way to murder people. Murder. It's just wild. That, that is pretty crazy. The, uh, the still wriggling tentacle, that's a pass for me. Pass. Hard pass. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, I would like to know, who the hell pulled the plug on the lingerie football league? Talk to you later, bye. Message deleted. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. It used to be a thing where it was full-on chicks wearing shoulder pads and... Full on lingerie, just out there playing football and taking it seriously. There's there were some athletes out there that were that were badass. I mean, I feel like there would be nothing more annoying, honestly, though, than going out there. I mean, obviously, if you're going to be in lingerie, you're going to be a good looking person. Yeah, usually, if you're if you're on national television in a sport designed for men, you're going to be a good looking person. So if you're doing that, and then you go out there and play bad. That would be pretty annoying. Well, it really wasn't that enjoying to watch because, like, nobody wants to see a bruised up model in lingerie. And so every time, like, they get tackled, it's going to be like, oh, like, don't hurt her, you know? like They wouldn't just, like, move on to the next one? I mean, it was it was just one. a really weird, like, you're combining things that don't need to be combined. Right, You right. know? It's, it's like when people, super like, fair. you like sex and food. You're like, I can enjoy, I can love both. Just not at the same time. Well, but what was that one show? They had a documentary about it recently. I was too young to really know about it at the time, but it was that America, America Warriors or whatever in the 80s and early 90s. Where, Warriors. No, American Gladiators. Gladiators, yeah. yeah. I mean, those were like really good looking men and women who were just going out there fighting with giant Q-tips every day, getting beat up, bruised up and... For pennies, so you know, during, just a little bit different, or yeah, but that's different than like trying to hit a slant route. Like they were just making yeah. stuff up, you know. <laughs> and, and again, they're wearing shoulder pads, and it just didn't match the lingerie. Yeah. And never once was there a wardrobe malfunction. It, you know, it was so terrible. eventually, some TV executive came along and said, "Talk to you later, bye." Yeah, yeah super yeah. fair. You know what? Yeah. That's fair. And shout out to Victoria's Secret because they're coming back. They're they're, they're gonna bringing be doing the sexy their, back. They're bringing the sexy back because of course they are. You idiots. That's all you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. Stop trying to change your whole brand just yeah. because you think it's well, the right they, thing. People to are do. calling for it, right? Like, they, I think that that's the the funny part about it is it's like you try and and appease people who aren't buying your product to begin with. Right. <laughs> like, just just keep doing what you're doing, man. Just be quiet for a little bit and then come back. Yeah, Dave Mahoney and uh, Andrea, this is, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you who this is because the government will start looking for me. <laughs> but yeah, this message is for, <laughs> this message is for that lady that called in about the Social Security. We are called government dependents. The government wants you to keep paying taxes. They don't want you to collect any money for your retirement. Once you hit that retirement age, they hope you pass away so they can keep all that that you put into Social Security and Medicaid benefits and all that. So, yeah, we're called government dependent. 
Have a good day. <laughs> That was nothing funny about what he had to say, but he found it hysterical. But I think that that's funny that he just tried to add some brevity to the situation because it's a pretty dark topic. It is pretty dark. They're like, yeah, the government wants you to die now that you're no longer adding money to the pot. You're like, yeah, I don't want to believe that's true, but, but it's it, true. It, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One so, of the things yeah. that I have learned, and I haven't really done anything about it yet, I just heard it and said, oh, okay, that's, that's good to know. Uh, that's about my life anyways. So one thing that I learned was uh, the life insurance. People use it when you're alive. It's not just for when you're dead. What do you mean people use it when you're alive? You can take out your life insurance while you are alive and use it towards like whatever, like your home or something. Like people do that. It's life insurance is what I was told. You can take it out while you're still alive. Well, you can take out the money that you put into it. Like there's VULs and everything else, but like you only really get to cash out life insurance if you die. So, sure, yes. I don't really know the semantics behind it. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to know any and all of these things. I don't know the logistics, Dave. Let, let me tell you this thing that I learned, which I didn't really learn Well, that's what I, I prefaced. Yeah. I literally said that before even saying it. I admitted I, a full-blown admission to all of that. I wasn't pretending anything. I Audrey's said like, it full force. I would like a $5 million life insurance policy on myself. Yes, uh, no. Now, can I have that money? But, hey, man, <laughs> do we know? Can you do that or no, can you not? No, I mean, that'd be Sick. Could you imagine? Well, I mean, they call it life insurance. Why well, can't you? Why yeah, can't you? What, what it's not called death insurance. What, what yeah, if I'm not dead? Insurance. What if I my life just sucks? Can, also, I, can I get like a little advance on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just want to be happier? If you had a personal flag, what would be on it? Message deleted. A personal flag? That's a good question. I feel like that was a lot of pressure back in the day, like when you were like in a, a Scottish clan, like you had to come up with a really cool... And there's only so many variations of like, like your house clan of like a lion and a sword, and so you're like, how do we do? You know, like somebody ended up with the marmot. Well, you I mean, know. your last name's Fair. I'm sure back in the day they probably put some sort of like gerbil on it. Gerbil? Was it a ferret? That's... A gerbil? Just well, a large gerbil? Oh yeah. Did you? But I thought you were th- referring to something else with a gerbil. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it's a whole different. That's a, that was the Greer clan. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So as somebody that regularly does the old DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever with the food delivery, this is the fear that we all have. You ready for this, Audrey? No. Uh, Don't say it. Don't say what we're all thinking, Dave. A delivery driver for DoorDash, no longer employed by the company, after he spit on an order that he had just dropped off at a residence in Miami. I mean, how this person could be this dumb, I don't know. Because, like, there's ring cameras everywhere, and they're fairly obvious by design. What's, what kind of gratification do you get from spitting in someone else's food? And why? Why are you even a driver? You know, like, are you pissed because they didn't give you a proper tip? So that's the thing. is like the, the, the person that ordered the food, to make this even more infuriating, is a child. It was a 13-year-old kid that ordered the food. They watched the driver spitting on the bag in real time on their doorbell camera. Spit on the bag or in the food? In the food. So into the bag, onto the food. And the video shows the driver leave the bag of food outside and looks at his phone. He grumbles about a lack of a tip. And then he leans down and spits into the bag three different times. See, this is bull because I don't know. I know somebody who does DoorDash and you know what you're going to make before you accept the order. Oh, you do? Yes. So oh. if you're going through 
And like if you're deciding to be a driver or whatever, you're going to like surge areas and you figure out how much you're going to make as you're going to a specific location whenever you're picking up the meal. So it's not like you get like super surprised by the amount of money you're making. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. The teen had left a $3 tip, which they said was actually pretty sufficient uh, because the restaurant was like a half mile away from the house. So So it was a quick trip. I mean, really, really quick trip. And the fact that this guy spit on the food is just crazy. And I don't know if there is like. Servers make three bucks for a, I'm sure that meal might have been what, 12 bucks? Yeah. Three dollars on twelve. If you don't think that that's sufficient, then what what kind of job do you think that you you have? Is there like a black ball thing where if this guy gets cut off from DoorDash, which obviously he should have, is there like a black ball thing where there should be? But I'm not I'm not sure if that's if that's in place because if you're already DoorDashing, Uber Eats or whatever, right? If you're already DoorDashing, the likelihood because DoorDash is hard, Dave, to become a, like not a dasher or no, maybe that's Instacart, but it, either way, like it's once you're in on one, most people have multiple platforms because the rates are different on each. Yeah. It just depends on if you're an Uber driver as well. But anyways, so I, I think that that needs to be implemented. Same for any type of ride share, anything that you're dealing with the public. If you've been blackballed, like you said, from one app, it should be kind of like a cross board. Yeah, it's kind of like if you get banned from flying, like there's a no-fly list for a reason, not yeah. just like you can't take Southwest anymore because mm-hmm. then you just take a different airline and it wouldn't even really affect you. So I don't know if there is a no-drive list or no-deliver list, but there absolutely should be if you're getting to the point where you're spitting on some kid's food. What a piece of trash. Yeah, because, again, you're making three bucks on top of whatever the fee is that you're getting paid by DoorDash. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. $3 is not a huge tip, but when you're talking about a meal for a 13-year-old, it was probably a pretty small order as well. Just disappointing. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been locked in anywhere? Because it's pretty common to get locked out, right? Like, maybe you've been locked out of your car or of your house and you've been stuck in a situation where you're like, oh man, there's a pain. How am I going to get in? But it's a locksmith that you would call a lot of times. Have you ever been locked in anywhere? Yeah, like a bathroom stall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is such a frightening thing. Like when it's hot and you're at a stadium and the door's broken or something. Oh. And I've had to crawl underneath a bathroom stall to get out because the door would not open. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies to think about. But yes, absolute so panic. I got locked into a giant walk-in cooler when I was a kid. Oh, so it was actually no. a pretty scary situation. Yeah. It was we went to some summer camp. I don't even know how old I was. It probably five, maybe. Mm-hmm. Pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I'd wandered into the kitchen area and I went, Oh, there's a giant refrigerator over there. I bet there's some jello in there. Oh no. And I walked in and sure enough there was jello. And I was like, Well, I'm gonna help myself to a couple of jello, jello. cups. <laughs> and so I did. And then I went to go walk out and you know a little thing that you push. Yeah. Clunk, clunk, didn't work. Clunk, clunk, didn't work. Because that's the walk-in refrigerators are known for that. Well, and especially, you know, this is a long time ago, right? Back in the I think they're still like that, Dave. Yeah. I I mean, like, I really don't think you can get out if you're in. Well, I mean, they have that emergency release where you're supposed to be able to get out unless, of course, it's malfunctioning. And so I'm sitting there and I'm pushing this thing and I'm like, oh, no. And my little five-year-old mind tells myself, if I just do jumping jacks and eat more jello, I'll be fine. And I don't really know how long I was in there. I'm sure it wasn't that long before my dad 
panic came in there. He's like, what are you doing, you idiot? And you're just, he just caught you just like mouthful of Jello just and doing just jumping green. Jacks. I remember it was green Jello with a little whipped cream on top. It oh, that's delicious. my favorite kind of Jello. It's delicious. It's delicious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I don't know how long it was, but it seemed like an eternity. I imagine this also seemed like quite the eternity. A customer accessing a safety deposit box at a New York bank got locked inside of the vault for over 10 hours. Yeah. I would have started saying prayers. I don't know why this seems worse, though. It was the basement vault at the World Diamond Tower, which is owned by DGA Security. Which is kind of concerning because how did no one go back to check on the person who was in the basement of their business? Yeah, like like you, you had forget? to get him down there. You had to show him down there. Also, uh, if I get left in a safety deposit box room for 10 hours, I'm robbing all of them. I'm going to break them. You keys, Dave. No, I'm just going to try. I'm going to break them all You're going to go for a gerbil and start gnawing on every lock. Uh, The uh, the vault opened at 6.15 a.m. on Wednesday, finally freeing the trapped customer, which also strikes me as a really weird time to open. Why do you open at 6.15 a.m.? Before business hours? Yeah, on a Wednesday. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe because they need to get it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't even. I don't even. That know. doesn't make any sense. It opens at six a.m. Probably it's not even six. Six fifteen. No, but the business owns at si- the business opens at six fifteen. They said the vault opened at six fifteen. It's just a really weird time. Doesn't make any sense. What kind of shady ass business is going on where you need to like roll up there in the cover of night and then make your deposits at six fifteen a.m. Does it open at 6.15 or was this just the time that the guy walked in the door? It said the vault opened at 6.15. That is really weird. It's so strange. It doesn't make any sense. 6.15. This is Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. <laughs> Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So first up in today's Redneck Report is a story about the great state of Florida and how they are just leaning into the Florida man thing because... There's something in Florida called the Sunshine Law, which is why we hear about so many crazy arrests in Florida, because they have to report them. There's a law on the books that requires it. It's not that there's more craziness. Maybe there is, but not that much more craziness that happens in Florida that happens in Louisiana or I Arkansas wish that or We Georgia. would have that, though, in every state. You I think feel so? like if it happened. Yes. I mean, if not, just for, like, the gigs, the hee-hees and the ha-has. Like, you have to report it. No matter what. And I feel like, actually, let's think about this for a second. The fact that they don't have to report a lot of the stuff, like a lot of like, because all we're really reporting in Florida is a bunch of like people on golf carts being drunk. <laughs> I prefer that over the murder. Yeah. You know? like, tell yeah, me about the yeah. silly stuff. Tell me about the silly stuff. Well, a group of people in Florida are planning to host the Florida Man Games. And so you're like, well, what would be the Florida Man Games? And so I guess the, uh, the they're going to be involving uh, everything from drugs to booze and reptiles. Uh, they have, okay. They have planned <laughs> contests, the including the evading arrest obstacle course. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to so play that. So what would be on your evading arrest obstacle well, course? Well, these participants are going to have to jump over fences while being chased by real police officers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, I definitely want to do this. The Category 5 cash grab, where contestants grab money in a wind-blowing booth. The beer belly wrestling. I mean, general admission tickets for the event, $45. They're also going to have two former stars from the American Gladiators TV yes. show that are going to serve as the referees. I mean, this sounds like take a, a show great idea. There? I think we need to, man. Yeah. This sounds fantastic. So we've all heard the phrase, there's no use crying over spilled milk. But uh, a spilled beer, different story. Uh, Florida man decided that he was going to hit his friend in the face over some spilled beer, according to deputies. Uh, the, the difficulty here is that he hit his friend in the face with a hatchet. 
Might uh, leave some damage. Here's the problem. This guy's 56. He still goes by Danny. Oh, he's a Danny boy. He's a Danny boy at 56. With a hatchet. Is that guy okay? Not really. I mean, he got hit (laughs) in the face with a hatchet, so that sucks. Uh, He managed to escape from the tent and reported the uh, incident to deputies. Yes, he was in a tent. There's a lot of things to unpack here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what was the hatchet for in the first place? I mean, (laughs) I'm in shock. Uh, he, he was treated for his injuries and released from the hospital. So oh, well, that's good. Looks like he's going to be okay. So not to victim bane, uh, but I'm going to do it. A, uh, a Florida man uh, was arrested after he stole somebody's watch from a strip club in Miami. And you're like, okay, like, whatever. Like, doesn't really seem like much of a story here until you realize that uh, the watch was a custom $1 million Richard Milley watch. Never heard of such a thing because oh, I'm not yes, in the market. Dave, you don't know yeah. about Richard Milley watches. Not really in the market for million dollar watches. So, no, I have yeah, no idea what that, that is. But I that. guess him and an accomplice executed what they call a coordinated distraction style robbery where Look they started. Here. No, they, they went over to this guy and like started shoving him around. And in the process of shoving him around, like grabbed the watch off his wrist. But because he's like, why are you guys pushing me? Trying yeah, to can you imagine fight? Like, some big people just roguely coming up to you just to shove you? Also, like if you got a yeah, million dollar watch on, why are you going to a CDS strip club where you're going to be getting like shoved around? Because they don't want to go to the normal ones because their wife will find out. Because mm. it's probably too close to the city. The CD ones are on the outskirts of town. Yeah, you got to go to the one by the airport if yeah. you want to get robbed. Yeah, yeah, that's always the one. So this guy got robbed of the watch. And of course, this dingling who stole the watch decided that he was going to post pictures of himself and then upload them to the internet. Yeah, because so that's brilliant. He got caught, but a million-dollar watch lifted off this guy. And embarrassment for the guy. I mean, you you were in where? I mean, I feel like that's more embarrassing than the fact what, that you got to Do you want to know the name of the strip club? Yes. yes please, it was the Booby Trap on the River in Miami. Yes. Oh, the Booby <laughs> Trap on the This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you and I are beer drinkers. We're also not the type of people to really get caught up in the whole, like, culture wars thing. Like, if somebody's mad at a brand that has nothing to do with me, I don't really care. Right. Uh, but obviously, Bud Light is probably one of the most iconic brands from when we were growing up. I mean, I remember in college, Bud Light was a delicacy. Oh, yes. If I you mean, had the Bud Light keg, you knew you were at the right party. I used to, and this is so trashy of me, we would buy a keg of Bush Light, and then I would have the top from a Bud Light keg from previous parties, and I would put the Bud Light thing on top so it looked like it was a Bud Light You were keg. anti-Bush even then, huh? No, it wasn't anti-Bush. <laughs> I mean, well, now you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were sitting there trying to show everybody not the same Bush. No, no, no. This less Bud. Bush. Less Bush around here. <laughs> but uh, Bud Light has stepped in it big time, right, when it comes to... Uh, their brand, and yeah. I mean, we—I don't know if I've seen a brand as big and popular um, have as many problems over the course of a calendar year as Bud Light has had. Well, here's the tea, is that they're trying to get involved into the influencer land, and I think that whether or not you agree with who they're getting influenced by, I think that the problem is they're trying to appeal to people who don't... Why do you need to make an influencer for Bud Light? Like, that's just not who you're who you're marketing to. Right. Like, why do you need uh, Nick from Nick from kids? Nick for kids. who's like unveiling all of this packaging on YouTube. He's not really an influencer, but you get where I'm going with yeah. this. Like you're 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 picking people who are trying to influence a brand improperly. Like, 
Yeah, and I mean, so Bud Light goes, hey, we need to get back to kind of our roots. And how are we oh, going to do that? Oh, God, what so, are the roots? Well, so for the longest time, they were the official beer of the UFC. And then Modelo came in, and they became the official beer of the UFC. I was going to say, I didn't even know Bud Light was a part of it. I've only uh, ever have known it as Modelo. So, so Bud Light was back in the day. Like okay. for, for a long time, they were the official beer. I think that they were the first ones ever to do a deal with the UFC, like, for an official beer for them. Okay. Um, but then Modelo came along, and Modelo's been a huge part of the brand. And, and ironically, Modelo became the number one beer in America. It did, during, during the Bud time. Light. Yeah, I mean, during, well, during the whole Bud Light debacle as yeah. well, yeah. And so now Bud Light has gone, hmm, you know, maybe we need to get back to kind of, like, our roots of what we do. And so they, they approached the UFC, and they wanted to do a deal to become the official beer again. And the UFC went, yeah, absolutely. But it's going to cost you. Oh. They're saying this is the biggest sponsorship deal that the UFC has ever gotten. Really? Well into the nine figures. So That's how bad Bud Light wants it. Hundreds of millions of dollars. They said, Bud Light, you want it? Come and get it. This is. The, I wonder if the UFC just like picks some crazy number. Because you know how sometimes they do that, right? Just businessmen in general. It's like, yep. they'll never go for this. If they want it, this is the number that they have to reach. And if they grab it, great on us. And that's how desperate Bud Light is. What's the number? Tell me. I so got we don't know. know exactly oh, what the really? number was. It okay. wasn't disclosed. They just said well into the nine figures. So you got to think Ooh. that that's a... Three, four, five, six, seven hundred million dollars. If you're saying dollars. well into, that's right. got to be closer to ten than not. Right. So it's just it's wild to see a deal of this size. Not that Bud Light doesn't have huge marketing budgets, but they are really getting aggressive with trying to kind of fix their brand image. And is this the way to do it? Maybe so. I mean, if you are trying to mend something that has been broken over the last, I mean, even last couple of years. This is the way to do it. And more than anything, congratulations to the UFC on getting paid. Yeah, dude, for real. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What invention doesn't exist, but you desperately wish it did? Because... How do we not have dryers that don't also fold our clothes for us? Folding clothes sucks. Message deleted. Is it not possible to have a washer that is also a dryer? Do they need to be two separate machines? Have we not come up with the technology yet? Dude, I've been talking about this for years, how there's not a two-in-one machine. That once it's done washing, it just turns into, like, why is that not possible? And also with the folding of clothes, it doesn't even have to be folding the clothes. Just put the clothes on hangers. Right. Like, is there, there's not a single one of those machines that's readily available? What for you, uh, absolutely drives me crazy is whenever I go to dry jeans or dry something in there and it comes still out wrinkled. Like, mm. how did this even happen? Like, I have a pair of jeans that I haven't worn because they came out wrinkled and I took them out right after they got out of the dryer. Like, how does that even happen? What happened to them? And there. Also, um, I, would, I would propose, and this is a billion dollar idea. Anyone can feel free to steal this. Uh, if somebody could please invent a printer that just works every time it's supposed to work. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back uh, in again? Oh, yeah, that trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, have tried that, yeah. Uh, for Maybe the record, it's just Dave. the printer you bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually threw the old one away and then got a new one because I was so frustrated with it. And also, piece of junk. We could uh, we could try to influence Mahoney with this because I could see him buying this, but they do make this robot thing. I don't know if you've seen this. It does full clothes. It does? So it's like $800. I yeah. mean, go on. Uh, the $800 laundry folding robot for those that don't have a housekeeper. Um, 
for those that don't have a housekeeper, as if like the vast majority <laughs> yeah. of people just have a full time housekeeper sitting around going, fold, wish uh, I had something to do. Yeah, fold a laundry basket of clothes in three minutes. Shirts, t shirts, pants, tablecloths, beach towels, socks. Do you think and more. this piece of crap actually works? No. no, because it's been on the market for years, and if it did, it would be like a phenomenon. Yeah. But we could still make the money by it. Whatever happened to Zamfir and the pan flute? Message deleted. Zamfir and the pan flute? Does anyone know what Zamfir and the pan uh, flute is? Yeah, he well, he's a famous pan fluter. What um, the hell is a pan fluter? You don't well, you don't know do you know what a pan flute is? I don't even know. No. So a pan flute is He's from Romania. Yeah, it's it's like a long bunch of cylinders. You know like all of the like pipes that come out of an organ, for example? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's it looks like, like that, that, but it's sort of thing, you know. Okay, so yeah. something that I would see some fantasy creature probably playing yeah. in like Lord Depending of the Rings. Depending on which tube it is, it makes a some different centaur. note. Yeah, Centaurs like, are always playing those. Like Mr. Tumnus would love to <laughs> play pan the pan flute. flute. Doesn't yes. he play that? Uh, you know what? I bet I he does. I think he does. does can, can centaurs <laughs> choose their own instrument? Like is there any centaurs that play stand-up bass? Choose it would, your weapon. It would only be pan flutes because <laughs> I feel bad. like you wouldn't see them playing anything else. They don't have accordions. Yeah. That wouldn't be. That's not. That's not. By the way, on, on I break. got an accordion randomly a couple years ago. Uh, so hard what? to play. Yeah. So hard to play. Why? Why? Why did I get one? Yes. Uh, there was an estate auction that my father was at. They had a bunch of musical instruments. He knows I like you know musician. And he was like, hey, you want to you know, whatever. And I picked it up and broke it after the second time using it. Apparently, wow. if you put too much pressure when you push in on it, uh, the accordion will break. But yeah, very very difficult. Uh, Zamir, the pan flutist, does have an Instagram page. He's 82 years old from Romania. He's got uh, almost 10,000 followers. So, But you're not booming. telling me what he is or what he does. You're well, just he, plays the, he plays the pan flute. And apparently enough where this care? guy called and was curious where he's been. Why does this guy care? Did he have like a moment? He's iconic. Yeah, he's been around for decades. Iconic, he is to pan flute what mark. Kenny G is to the saxophone. Yeah. If we hadn't heard from Kenny G in a while, we'd be asking that question, wouldn't we? Probably not. I forget about Kenny G often. Dude, this guy's been dropping pan flu heat since 1976. Woo! Okay. Back up. Please leave a message after the tone. What are your go-to activities for maintaining physical health? Like, I'm stuck in the office all day. I work long hours, and when I get home, I have absolutely no energy to do anything active. Message deleted. <sighs> Well, so step one is uh, if you're a sleepy girl like me, uh, get medicated. <laughs> that was me too, dude. I was like, why am I so tired all of the time? And then I went to my doctor and they said that that's actually a symptom of ADHD. And I was like, no kidding. So they just gave you a whole bunch of Adderall and now you're ready to work no, out. I am, uh, yeah, I'm ready to work out, but I just sit still. So I'm just like vibrating across my couch. <laughs> with, with, with all the Adderall, yeah, you're still burning cows. Yeah. This is David Mahoney. Trashy and unacceptable or just good multitasking? That's the question that I have for you. I guess the uh, the health department has an issue with this, Audrey. There was an investigation that was launched because I guess uh, there was a Taco Bell employee who was seen getting their hair cut by another Taco Bell employee during the lunch rush, which is interesting. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you just got to get, get your hair in. Uh, I don't yeah. know about that. It's Kokomo, Indiana. 
Uh, there is a health what? department that investigation. Place does not need to exist. Kokomo, <laughs> Indiana. There could nothing. There could not be a place further than the Kokomo feeling than in Indiana. Oh, how dare you! How dare you come <laughs> you, in Indiana like do this? Do you find yourself Kokomoing, like vibing out with beach vibes in Indiana, Dave? I am looking at pictures of Kokomo, Indiana, right now, and it is beautiful. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Indiana. That's not how the song goes. <laughs> Well, let me tell you a little bit about Kokomo, Indiana, so you can stop hating on it. It is a bustling metropolis uh-huh. that has got a population of 59,000 people. Oh. Yeah, and it, under under Google, the question is, is Kokomo, Indiana a good place to live? And the answer is, it is a good small place to raise children. The crime rate is not all that high. All that high. Okay, The yeah, schools sure. may be a little crazy sometimes, but overall, a nice small town. I have lived in Kokomo my whole life. It's a small town with a lot to see and do. There are many good places to eat and have fun. Well, let me tell you where you're not going to eat. This Taco Bell where a guy or girl, whoever it was, was just giving themselves a haircut in the middle of, like you said, Dave, lunch rush. It wasn't actually giving themselves a haircut. It was the assistant manager that was giving a haircut to the general manager. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that makes it better. I like that the general manager is just like, Hey, assistant manager, I know that we're in the middle of lunch rush. How about you trim up the old mop for me, huh? I mean, I feel like... That's a like, boss move right there. Why I respect would her. you do that on the floor where everyone could see it? At least go into the, I don't know, the manager's office. Yeah, I guess this is in pretty plain sight because there was photos being taken yeah, of it. Yeah, how would you see it any other way? Yeah, and also uh, the fact that the, uh, that the 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 assistant manager is just like, you know what? Yeah, let me go get some shears out of the out of the office here. I can think of one thousand places that are better than on the, the on the food floor than for you to cut your hair. I mean, like go to the back, go into the office. Yeah, hell, even go into the the kitchen. I can't see it from there. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. But shout out to Kokomo, y'all got some real high standards. Dave, Dave, and, and Mahoney, Blitz, Glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So I didn't expect in 2023 to be like, yay, Team Paris Hilton, but here I am. There's people that are trolling her. Yeah, there's people that are trolling her because her son is odd looking, according to the trolls at least. He's got a big head. And I mean, I saw pictures of her and her kid, and the kid does have a big head. But you know what? As a dad of four kids, I can tell you, babies are weird looking, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel really bad for any parent who has to endure any, well, let me even just backtrack here. I just feel bad for celebrities who have to go through trolls about their children because they're already going through trolls about themselves. And Paris Hilton's been able to handle that pretty well, being the spotlight for the last 22 years. I mean, even before that, I mean, she's a Hilton So, I mean, it's one thing for you to take it. This baby is literally not even one years old and already getting uh, trolled on. That would be enough for me to be like, all right. uh, uh, Like, I think I would just go ballistic. Like, I would go ballistic. So, I'll tell you from personal experience, the uh, the weirder the baby is looking, the cuter the kid they tend to be. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. So, (laughs) I'm sure this young boy, his name is Phoenix, is going to turn out to be a very handsome young man. Of course. It's a really cute baby. Yeah, you can be. A, you can have a big old head and still be a handsome guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Fargo is coming back. Did you ever watch any of the Fargos? No, but I am familiar that uh, Chris Rock was on it, and a lot of uh, pretty big celebrities have been on that show. Um, I don't know why I've never started because FX usually puts out great shows. 
They do, and they got the partnership with Hulu, so you're able to, to see a lot of that stuff uh, on there. But, yeah, Fargo Season 5 is coming back. Uh, it's going to be featuring Juno Temple and John Hamm. John Hamm seems to be doing a lot of stuff recently, which I kind of like. You know, he kind of went away there for a minute, started getting into movies. I never really was drawn to any of his films, but, you know, loved his character in Mad Men and really enjoy his character in uh, The Morning Show, which mm-hmm. is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, but the way that they write, you know, it's Coen Brothers, uh, is, is what inspired Fargo, the 1996 film. Um, they just, it's, it's a really well-done show, and every season is kind of independent from the other ones. So you could pick up season five, for example, and not have to go back and watch seasons one through four to understand it. You know, it's like each one is surrounding different characters. There's some little things at time together, but it's not one of those shows where if you said, hey, this sounds really interesting to me, you don't have to start at the beginning necessarily. So this is a show based off of a movie? Did you ever see the movie Fargo? I mean, I, I know that was, that was before your time. It was 1996 and you were like, you know, five and, uh, you know, wood chippers and everything else. But no, Fargo, but I love her. I love the lead actress in that. She's been in a lot of Coen Brother films. She was uh, in, what is it, Burn After Reading. Isn't that Coen Brothers as well? It is, Audrey, and this is a fun little fact. Uh, the movie Fargo was actually filmed in Brainerd, Minnesota, where I grew up, and I was going to be an extra in the movie Fargo. Oh. Uh, and then my parents found out what the movie was about, and that got shut down pretty quick. Oh, man. But oh. if you ever watch the movie Fargo, uh, just know that that was filmed where I grew up. Just okay. Kind of give you a visual of what the icy tundra of Ooh. rural Minnesota is all about. Oh, and I could have seen a small day Farah in it. He, you, you, Coulda, 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 But my parents shut me down. I could have been a superstar. <laughs> oh, darn. Uh, and finally, Andy Reid is a big fan of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I'm sure you are, Andy Reid. And the reason why is because he's like, hey, every time that she shows up, Travis Kelsey goes out there and shows off and has yeah. himself for the game of his career. So just keep on doing whatever you're doing. I love, honestly, if you think about it from this perspective, she's giving him more confidence. I love whenever you talk about like iron sharpens iron in relationships. Like she's doing great. He's doing great. He's performing. I know that we have seen the opposite effect a lot of times whenever significant others come to games. I mean, even we've heard like the Drake effect right anytime drake comes in everybody flops so you know hearing it in a positive light and a positive spin i'm here for it if the head coach is here for it too then that's double whammy for both taylor uh, uh, what are they calling themselves now the trailer travis trailer are we going with trailer is that the thing i mean it makes sense but like trailer that's the best we could come up with man this is dave and mahoney got a comment complaint or opinion for dave and mahoney Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Personal mantra. Well, mine is when one door closes, another opens. It it keeps me optimistic and thinking things are going to get better. Message deleted. My personal mantra is today's a good day for a good day. If I wake up and I tell myself that it's a good day for a good day, then I'll just keep on riding that high or the best that I can. And if it's not, and if that's the worst part of my day, like you say, Dave, a lot, it's like if that's the worst part of your day, then that's a pretty good day. Things are pretty good. Like yeah. I'm complaining about my sock falling out I just and my try, shoe. I just try <laughs> to be present, man. One thing that was told to me is, uh, you know, the dad of four young kids is that the the days last forever, but the years fly by. And that's mm-hmm. so true. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's that's deep, man. It is. And it's just, you know, it's like the days can get f- so frustrating because yeah. they're just little monsters, right? They're just screaming in your face. Uh, but then, you know, like, 
three minutes later, they're just so cute. So just trying to like be present and, and patient and be patient and understand that they don't know how to regulate their emotions. Dude, yeah. I barely know how to regulate my emotions. I know this is like our four hours that we spend together every day. It's basically like just prepping me to go home it's to my regulated. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Please I love you guys a lot, um, but not enough to give you any of the land I'm going to get once my grandpa kicks the bucket. It's 100 acres, and I have no idea what to do with it. Do you guys have any ideas? I live out east, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, I got a lot of ideas. Sell it commercials. Give it to us. What are you talking about? We will will make you billions. No, be selfish and sell that to, like, a Walmart, dude. Like, you'll be a billionaire. Sell or hold it until there is going to be some... some, What uh, if, though? What if there was a clause that she inherits the land but can't sell it? Then, like, if you were given 100 acres, what would you do with it? Then I would have Nothing. cattle, and I would be a you rancher, and I would be, you I would, would have not. a chicken farm, no. and I would sell those. If I had land, I am not going to let it just sit there. I would hire somebody who knows far more than See, me. You would hire and somebody. And then come in like you wouldn't? No, I would be out there. I, I, You'd I'm be telling that land? Yeah, I'd, I'm, okay. I'm basically Kevin Costner from Yellowstone. Oh, please. All I need is a <laughs> denim jacket. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So, Chris, I feel like I should include you in this conversation here. Have you ever done anything really stupid on a dare? Oh, yeah. oh wait. Oh, on, on a dare? Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know I have. Nothing that's coming to the top of my head, but I'm definitely the guy that if you challenge me, especially if we're out drinking, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that, you know? You're that guy. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Audrey, have you done, done anything on a dare that you... Uh, that stands out in your mind? No, because one thing about me is that I know what my limitations are and I know that I'm going to let other people act out. I'm always like there to witness and watch things that are going on that I probably shouldn't be a part of, but I'm never going to be the person who's actually like, I'm not going to go skinny dipping. You're not going to catch me doing that. You've never gone skinny dipping? Absolutely not. Really? No, absolutely huh. not. You You're will not catch out. me doing that. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, I flashed somebody one time, and I was, and I have lived with that my entire life, like absolutely being mortified. <laughs> I was 15 and flashed someone, uh, and I legit to this day cannot believe I did that. I'm 32. I think about it at, at least once a week. I can't believe I did that. Who did you flash? Some boy I liked. What, well, did it know. work? I mean, no. <laughs> I think that's why I'm so mortified by it. There's a difference between a dare and a wager, though, too. Because I've like I've had wagers, you know, thrown in front of me. Like I had a friend once bet me that I couldn't break a beer bottle over my head. <laughs> okay. There you go. It turns out I couldn't. I was gonna say. <laughs> you tried though, huh? It's because oh, multiple it's the, times. If you would have just continued on with the force and not like hesitated, I'm sure you probably were like. I only oh. got two wax in on the second whack. Two I dropped. wax. Yeah. So the reason I bring it up is because a Florida man decided that he was gonna take somebody up on a dare to the tune of uh, six thousand dollars and jump into the lagoon at the Epcot Center. I saw this video. Yeah, the viral video showed an unidentified man jumping into the World Showcase Lagoon at Epcot Theme Park in Orlando, Florida. The man, uh, dressed as a, uh, well, he's fairly heavily tattooed. He's bearded. He's wearing sunglasses, had a black bandana, black clothing, was seen scaling the railing to the bridge in the Italy Pavilion. And this happened at 5.30 p.m. on a Monday. So, but I mean, how do we know that he was... Tempted with $6,000 for a dare, but we don't know who it is. Well, I, I guess they haven't released his name yet. They know who he is. Because oh, I see. they immediately apprehended him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how do we have all of the information except for, like, the most important piece? But, so he gotcha. climbed up this this huge bridge, and there were several onlookers that were like, no, don't do it. And then the other half of people were like, do it, which is pretty great. <laughs> yep. 
And, uh, and sure enough, he did it. And honestly, for $6,000, I absolutely would. Because you're not going to get in $6,000 worth of trouble for that, right? Like, you, you might get banned from Epcot Center for life, but who cares? Yeah. You know? So, six grand. I might be in for six grand. for six grand yeah. six thousand. I mean, I don't know how much your fees are going to be. That's probably what he said. He was like, "If I get caught, we got to think about how much money I'm going to owe yeah, for yes. getting arrested, and I got to still be profitable." Yeah, yeah if it's like, if it's like forty five hundred dollars worth of fines, then I still make fifteen hundred bucks. Worth cool. it. Okay, Audrey, how much will it take for you to go back and find that same former fifteen year old boy and flash him again today? <laughs> like back in the day. <laughs> No, I mean, no, like no we, today, like we go find him again, and I'm just out of nowhere. You're like, bam! Oh my god! Well, I mean, like he's married with children now, so, so it's gonna cost. So it's gonna cost like. But he'll cover half the cost. <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>